Yo, what's up, guys? We are the Right Potatoes. Hey, you want to talk about this movie? Uh, no, I don't really want to. Hey, do come it. on, let's talk about no, this movie. I don't really want to talk about hey, can we talk about? I this said movie? no. <laughs> oh. Okay, dude, chill. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm your host, Stephen. And I'm your host, James. And, and we, we are, are the right potatoes. Yeah, I got you this time, fucker. <laughs> yeah, I doubt it, dude. You didn't even plan that. <laughs> and yeah, from that sick intro, you know we're doing a uh, wet, hot American summer. There we go, baby. There we go. Wet, hot, chicken wings. That's what I want right now. But Ooh. the wet, hot American summer is what it's going <laughs> to be next year because it's winter. Right now. So, <laughs> Or is it fall? When does winter start? I don't know. Yep, me when, neither. When the snow falls? I don't fucking know. I don't know seasons, dude. I just know it's fucking cold outside and my pee-pee's always small according to the weather. So it doesn't matter. Dang, it must be winter all the time then. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> For my pee-pee size, it's always cold outside. Anyway. <laughs> Here's some info on Wet Hot American Summer. If you haven't heard of this movie, most people haven't. Wet Hot American Summer was released on July 27th of 2001 and is directed by David Wayne. The film had a budget of $108 million. 1.8. God damn. <laughs> $1.8 million and went on to make $295,000 in the box office. The film stars Michael Showalter, Paul Rudd, Amy Poehler, and Elizabeth Banks, among others. Yeah, there's a grip of others. Maybe names that you... I don't know. I wouldn't know off the top of my head, but... You the, recognize a lot of They're them. there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, for those of you who have not seen this film, here's a synopsis to get you by. Set on the last day of camp in the hot summer of 1981, Wet Hot American Summer follows a group of counselors who are each trying to complete their unfinished business before the day ends. The entire summer of pent-up sexual frustrations, unresolved post-traumatic stress, pending separations, and of course, the talent show all weigh heavily on the minds and groins of the counselors and campers alike. <laughs> Perfect synopsis. That's fucking beautiful. You can't complain, dude. Can't. So where'd you uh, where'd you hear about this movie from? Um, I first watched it. Uh, my buddy Logan had the movie, and I won't. I've heard about it before, like most movies. Okay, but I didn't know nothing about it until like I think I borrowed it from him, or it was just on in his room, or something like that. But I went and watched it, and it was to me one of the funniest things I've seen. Okay, it's because <laughs> of how like off off the wall the humor is, dude. It's, it's fucking, like my perfect humor. It's funny. It is funny. Which I hadn't, I hadn't seen it at all. I mean, I'd heard of it, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. Still had not seen it until today. Finished it today. That was it. And your thoughts? That's it. it it's good, dude. It's yeah, funny. Wonder- it's fucking funny. Like, like for example, the intro that we did. That was one of the first things that fucking got me, dude. Like, <laughs> it sent me a little it bit. It, yeah, it's like. Oh, you know, you just want to do this. Like, no. I said no! <laughs> and he just fucking loses his mind. But, uh, yeah, no, it was really good. The cast was fucking stacked. I loved Paul Rudd's character, dude. Because uh-huh. he's just like your typical fucking bad boy douchebag, essentially. <laughs> he tastes like a burger. I don't yeah. like you anymore. <laughs> I don't want you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that she comes up with the barbecue sauce all over her fucking <laughs> face, gets worse and worse. Oh, dude, so good. Anyway, but yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I liked I like- it. I wanted us to do this movie for a while, but then I was, I never like when people like, you'll like it. You know when people say shit like that and you yeah. want like not liking it? Yeah. And so like. <laughs> Just despite that person who told you you're going to like it? Pretty So most of the time I don't want to, I don't tell people, yeah, you'll probably like this movie or this movie's for you. 
or something yeah. like that. I was just say you should watch it. Okay. Which that's how I kind of was with uh, John Wick. Yeah. So I didn't know John Wick was going to be so fucking good, in my right. opinion. Right. So I think that came out at the same time there was another movie that had come out, but it was like uh, Tom Cruise who was in it, mm-hmm. and I'm just like I'm so fucking tired of Tom Cruise movies. So I ended up not watching John Wick, and then I heard about what John Wick was about, and I was like, oh, that sounds tight as fuck. And then ended up watching it, and I loved it. So. Anyway, I usually just ask people, like, oh, did you like it? You know, that's that's what I ask people. Did you like it, personally? Because um, then I can judge them on their character later on. <laughs> <laughs> I felt the same way about John Wick. I didn't... I don't... I'd never seen any trailer for it. Like, it didn't give a lot away. Yeah. And then we went to the movies and, like, man, I want to see this movie. Just because the title is so generic. Yeah, it is. And then you figure out. And then we watched it and I was like, holy fuck, this movie's fucking amazing. Yeah, dude. (laughs) Watching that one, and I think it was, uh, was it The Accountant? Oh, yeah. With with fucking Batfleck? Yeah. Um, Dude, those two movies I watched at the similar time, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Why is everyone getting headshots all day? You know, and fucking Ben Affleck is just, ah-ka-ka-ka! And then you got John Wick, which is, (laughs) ah-ka-ka-ka! And then, yeah, everyone was just dying. And then you got Marilyn Manson in it, too. (laughs) Come on. Well, music. Like, Music-wise. Huh? Huh? Who was he? Huh? He huh? showed up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here are the statistics for the movie. The Tomato Meter obviously gave it a 38%. Average rating of 5.1 out of 10. Total ratings of 76, 29 being fresh, and 47 being rotten. Damn. God damn. The audience gave it a 75%. 3.9 out of 5. Total ratings of more than 25,000. Uh, movie House Memories gave it a 3 out of 5. IMDb beat. IMD, uh, BYOB. IMDB <laughs> gave it a 6.6 out of 10, and 81% of Google users like this movie. Why are they always at the bar? <laughs> <laughs> Can't say fucking BYOB without that, dude. Come on. BYOBB. <laughs> yeah, this one's fucking all over the place, dude. It is. All over. All over. What was the difference of what? what was that 37? 37%, dude. Damn. Between your fucking critics and audience, so. Uh. Excuse me. Obviously, yes, uh, audience like it more. Yes. So Obviously. It's definitely not one of those for the the critics, though. It's not going to be something that's just going to go on to get a bunch of awards, I don't think. You mm-hmm. know? Or, I guess I shouldn't say that, because I don't know if it did or not. But, I think it's funny. I think it's one of, like a parody movie, essentially, right? Yeah. You think there's just going to be a whole bunch of fucking, which is literally what I thought it was going to be. Uh-huh. And I was disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was hoping to see a pair of fucking chonchies right in the beginning. You know what I'm saying, dude? It's fucking dropping. <laughs> Just bouncing. <laughs> it's called Wet Hot American Summer, and I didn't see a single titty in the first 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Nancy. Anyway. <laughs> uh, here are your critics' positive reviews. Critics' positive reviews. Number one. The title of the inventive absurdist comedy is meant to mislead it's not a sex movie but a parody and the loose feel is part of its genius well there you go there it is guys my review (laughs) just kidding number two structured only by its time frame the last day of camp and total commitment to casualness the movie feels tossed off in the most appealing way Number three, this shamefully underpromoted, gloriously silly romp made me laugh harder than any other movie this summer. This blissfully unimportant movie starts in a deceptively low-key, gradually unveiling its total lunacy. Agreed, because it does start out just like a slow fucking roll, right? 
it's like okay this is fucking weird like i want you inside me and you're like <laughs> wait what the fuck yeah <laughs> and it's like okay that's funny and then it just gets more and more ridiculous dude like when he's running from the dude on the fucking motorcycle shit had me rolling too dude, i love the I whole like, fuck the la- the well, not from them but yes yeah. you know you know what i'm saying i love the stunt double rolls up and then it, the camera like quick pans to the director is like, oh, hey, Neil. And it comes, it's the actor <laughs> next instead of a fucking stuntman. <laughs> that shit was fucking perfect. gold. And the, the cast is just stacked, dude. That's that's all there is to it. You got a bunch of comedians that, like, literally nowadays, I'm sure, cost more to get in a movie than this whole movie cost. Yeah. So, anyway, this one. So watch it. Number four, the skewering of the underdog sports cliches, horny teen staples, and Vietnam trauma melodrama is long overdue and perfectly irreverent in execution. Okay. I don't know what you just said, but I read it. Uh, Number five, this was always more or less destined to be a cult comedy passed along enthusiastically on video slash DVD. That's how I seen it. Which I would say so too. I feel like most people didn't hear about it in theaters and then just... Hence why I made two hundred ninety-five thousand dollars. Yeah, shouts out Blockbuster and Hollywood Video for keeping this bitch alive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, critics negative reviews. Critics negative reviews. I was trying to think of a segue, but I'm not smart enough. Sometimes I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Number one, but even but even with its tackiness arched at the right angle, Wet Hot American Summer's long-term fate is to become. At best, a last-minute accessory to a blockbuster night of pizza and beverage. Well, there we go. Look at this, dude. It's like I read these or something. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I actually didn't read these. I literally... Okay, don't worry about it, guys. <laughs> I'm not going to give you my secrets. <laughs> <laughs> don't show them how the sausage is made, man. Yeah, dude, come on. Uh, number two. But like many a Saturday Night Live gag, Wet Hot American Summer also can overstay its welcome and drag in turn Interminably, interminably, and yeah, what he said on. <laughs> it's joke. It's joke about the longest day in the world backfiring as it moves sputteringly toward a resolution. It really is the longest day on the fucking planet. It is because like a lot of shit fucking happens. Yeah, <laughs> like the um, what was it when they go to town? Yep. And they do all that shit and become addicted to, like, crack. Yeah. And then they come back and it's, like, fun going to town, even for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, in the beginning, you have all this shit going on and then it's, like, oh, yeah, 7.30 or whatever a.m. Yeah. And then it's, like, showing everybody pouring out. You're, like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> but it's supposed to be all on the same day. Uh-huh. And it makes you feel like it went overnight. But, anyway. Anyways. It's funny. Number three. This one won't have any studios reaching for their checkbooks in or- to order another film. Very unfortunate. Which, you got a couple anyway. Mm-hmm. So, there you go, guys. Yeah. Number four, par- parodying a cinematic genre that is already comedic in nature is is an exceedingly difficult, uh, if not, was it Sispian? Sisyphean? 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 Sisyphean task, which partly explains why Wet Hot American Summer fails far more often than, this, than it succeeds. So, is this a Saturday Night Live gag? No. Okay. These guys are totally different. Okay. I was just wondering, because I was like, uh, I don't know about that. Yeah. But, anyway. Oh, this is supposed to be funny. This was so depressing, I almost started to cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so, some humor just falls flat with some people. It does, and it's just like, that's why I like, I love it, because it's like, right on my alley, how, like, obscure it is. Yeah. 
Which is why I love Robot Chicken, and uh-huh. a lot of people will be like, that show is fucking stupid. And I'm like, yo, it's so funny. <laughs> it is. So, you just have to have a, a good sense of humor, guys. It Come does. on. And these guys Come are... On. These are... Uh, these guys also did fucking role models. Which it's fucking... Dude, one of the best comedy movies out there. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's one of the best comedies ever, but it is fucking way too good. It is. So, did they do... They did uh, American Pie? Did they do American Pie? No. Let's okay. see. I don't know what other movies they did, but I saw Role Models was one of them. How about we take a break so I could figure this out? All right, we'll be right back from your uh, sponsor here. All right, bye. Welcome back, motherfuckers. Yeah. Thanks for uh, listening to our sponsors and giving us plenty of time to uh, look up films that this guy has <laughs> done. So, Role Models was one. Wet Hot American Summer. What other ones, Beef? Tell them. Wonderlust, Wonderlust, They Came Together, The Ten, A Futile and Stupid Gesture, Hurricane of Fun, what is it, The Night? The Baxter. The Baxter, Under the Eiffel Tower, I Love You Man, Children's Hospital, which is like, um... TV show. TV show. That was like uh, Adult Adult, Swim. Adult Swim, yeah, Super Jail, same thing. Reno 911 Miami, whoa. Stella, Uh which is like his comedy group. Uh, Diggers. What is it? Fun mom dinner? The hell yeah, is that? No idea. <laughs> hell baby, that sounds fun. That sounds real fun. Sleepwalk with me. Dog days. <laughs> Bamboozled. Bamboozled looks racist. It looks very racist. <laughs> <laughs> Brother Nature, Brenda Forever, Keeping the Faith. Thanks for sharing. A lot of. Uh, it's like all over the place. With Rudd, Paul Rudd. Yeah. All, all the time. Old Soul, The Waiter's Second Bound Barrier, Invite Them Up. A lot of movies that you guys won't understand because you're uncultured. All right, don't even worry about it, dude. And I've never heard of them either. So. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. You know who I have heard of? Audience. And you know what I'm about to read? They're positive reviews. Here we go. Critics positive reviews. This movie is slightly dated but still managed to spark some laughs on my part. If you enjoy old-fashioned screwball comedies, then this one is worth the watch. I watched it in part to understand why it has become a cult classic, and honestly, I can see why. Oh, and lots of teenage horniness. Which isn't wrong. Mm-hmm. Everyone horny. Um, number two, it's wacky, weird, and I loved it. Maybe it's purely nostalgia, but while I feel like I should not like this movie that much, something about it makes me want to watch it again and again. A great cast, memorable characters, and setting that is familiar to many. Oh. True. Which they don't do camps like that anymore, I feel like. No? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they do, dude. I, grew, they? Up, I grew up poor. Couldn't go to camp. Well, same, dude, but... <laughs> I was going to bring it up. We're poor. We're not camp. Who goes to camp? The only, uh, like, camp setting I've ever been to, it was actually pretty cool, um, was when I was going to school to get... Com- or going to church to get confirmed. We They sent us away to this fucking, like, camp. <laughs> Don't give me that fucking look, I'm dude. just saying, what do you mean by confirmed? Like? It's, that's what it is. It's like you become, like, an official part of the church. Oh. So it's like, if you want to get... if Let's say you fell in love with some Catholic lady, okay. and her dream was to get married in a Catholic church... You would have to go get confirmed before you can get married. Yeah. Jump to all those hoops to get... Yeah, yeah, essentially. But this camp thing that they sent us to um, was to get confirmed, but literally it was like a camp setting, dude. It was like on the lake and shit in cabins. It was actually really fucking fun, and then I decided not to get confirmed, so... (laughs) Anyway. Shuts up. Yeah, Yeah, dude. So I got kind of that feel. We didn't pay for it, though, because it was the church, which we actually did pay for. Just, okay, we're not going to go there. Anyway. We're getting deep <laughs> in my anus. I want you in me. Number three, 
Amazing comedy. Once in a blue moon, you'll see something like this. In par with Airplane. Okay. Top Secret and The Naked Gun. Okay. I guess yeah. that, I guess that's fair. For like, a new generation. There we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good. A funny but stupid film that is equally weighed out by the amazing cast. A must-see for comedy fans. True. I agree with that. I'm not a huge parody fan, though. We talked about this, but this one is funny. Same with Mafia. Mm-hmm. Watch that one. <laughs> Number five, a great comedy that film that... <gasps> Excuse me. A great comedy film that pokes fun at those teens coming of age films in the 2000s. No idea how this only has 33% on here. A good laugh. So if you put it side by side with like not another teen movie, I bet you not another teen movie does better. Because it shows boobies. Yeah, probably. I fucking knew it, dude. But it's still, I don't know, I find this one. Titties get ratings, baby. (laughs) I still find this one funnier. (laughs) I would agree with that, though. I think think it is more funny. But I do like the fact that you have... uh, Marilyn Manson, talking about him again, dude. Um, his music video for Tainted Love uh-huh. is in, um, or is made from the cast, or with the cast of Not Another, Not Another Team movie. Huh. So, a little fun fact for you. Fun fact. Before this the fun, fun fact, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm going to show you now. It's such a good fucking... We will watch it after yeah, this. You guys can watch it, because you can only listen to it. Yeah, bussies. <laughs> Got him. All right, let's get into these audience negative reviews. Oh, yeah, get into them. <laughs> Critics negative reviews. Number one, really bad, I guess. This this was an attempt to get a following of viewers like the movies Meatballs or Caddyshack. Full of so-called stars, too. I found nothing at all entertaining in this film. So-called stars, my fucking dick hole. Damn, Bradley Coops? Oh, come on, dude. Rocket Raccoon? You watch Bradley Cooper get his fucking butthole pounded. Yeah, you do. You watch... Ish. <laughs> and you watch Paul Rudd, a.k.a. Ant-Man in here. That's true. You ain't got shit, dude. You ain't got shit. I need shit. to know what Meatballs is. Never even heard of it. It's like a camp movie, too. i never seen is it. It's good? got Bill Murray in it. Oh, okay. You Young know Bill else? Murray. You know what else Murray. has Bill Murray? Caddyshack. It does. Ooh, I didn't... Fuck... Come on, get it together. <laughs> Learn how to use your eyes. Number two, a mismatch of tones and a terrible script leads to a really bad comedy despite a fantastic cast. Oh my god. Lies. Rude. Number three, where where is Jason Voorhees, the hockey mess killer of Camp Crystal Lake when you really need him? <laughs> this one's not That's funny. Great. I'd love to see that. Yeah, he just shows up. What would be even more fun is they just have a cameo like, the fuck's wrong with that kid or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, the writers decided to load the film with school with a with the school bus load of one joke characters. That's fine. Yeah, it works. We just need one, <laughs> one joke from all of you. Yeah, there are times when the there are times when the only sporadically funny comedy threatens to become the worse worse than the increasingly horrid meatball sequels. Oh my god, what is this meatballs? I don't know. Never seen it. Don't care to see it. Wet hot American summer, baby. Watch it. I'll see it. I'll watch both of them. I got time. <laughs> I, I lied. I don't have time at all, but I still <laughs> fucking waste it. Well, guys, those are those are the reviews you came here for. Uh, Beef. What would you give this film? Senior, uh, eighty-five. Damn, that much, huh? I like. like oh like, my god! I like this movie. It's okay. funny to me. It's my perfect. It's my perfect. One of my perfect comedies. Okay, I would give it a seventy. That works. So it's it's definitely not my top tier. Um, I like other comedies more. Uh-huh. Like The Grinch, best movie ever. Just kidding. <laughs> But we're covering The Grinch all Christmas long. Don't worry about Every it. Every episode is The Grinch. Every episode for life. Vengeance. <laughs> um, yeah, I think a 70% is pretty good. That's what that's um, it's not. I de- it's definitely not a 38% yeah. fucking worthy, but uh, it's 70%. We'll call it. I want to say, like, what does this came out? 2001? Yep. It feels a little 
even though there was movies like Airplane and like they said Airplane Top Secret and shit, this movie feels ahead of its time for the okay because now there was like this was before the Judd Apatow craze, you okay. Know? But it feels still a little again ahead of its time in my opinion. Okay, which I like the fact that it actually takes place in like the eighties, but yet it came out in two thousand one. Yeah, so it's still a comedy that it even hit before the eighties craze. Yeah, that's true. But it's a good movie, guys. Make sure you watch it. Yes, please. Go watch it. If you can fucking find it, I had a hard time fucking finding it. Yeah, we barely found it. But we did find it. (laughs) And we did watch it. And you should, too. But you know what you should do, too? You should stay around and listen to these fun facts with James. Uh... And now, fun facts with James. That's me. uh... (laughs) Nice. The owners of Camp Tawanda, where the movie was filmed, were told that this was going to be a family comedy, and they were mortified when they saw the final cut of the film. <laughs> Can you imagine, dude? That'd be fucking funny. Yeah. All right, anyway. <laughs> in, 2000, in 2011, Paul Rudd told Entertainment Weekly that he was literally not sure whether or not he got paid for the movie. He still thinks that because the budget and the production staff were both so increasingly small, they may have just overlooked making out a check to a salary. Fuck. That sucks. Not that but he'll he need like, it because he went on like to be him, man. Yeah. Uh, on the while while a guest on Live with Regis and Kelly in 2010, Bradley Cooper was asked which of his many actresses with whom he had co-starred was his favorite on-screen kisser. Instead of an actress, he chose Michael Ian Black, whom he shared a love scene in this movie with. Fucking hilarious, dude. <laughs> uh, it rained 23 out of the 28 days of filming during this movie. Holy shit. Yep. Huh. That's fun. It, it, it doesn't show that much rainy, raininess, I feel like, though. Yeah, they helped, they hit it very well. The shooting hmm. script included a dark comedy scene where the careless counselor, Andy, Paul Rudd, murdered a camper in order to cover up the many drowning and other deaths that occurred due to his negligence. But director and co-writer David Wayne cut the scene after he gave the screenplay to his father to look at. Because Fain, well, Wayne's father said, said Wayne would be disowned by him if he put something like that horrible in the movie. Damn, dude. Mm-hmm. Could have gotten darker, baby. Could have. But, yeah. <laughs> in late 2014, Netflix announced that they would be sh- they would shoot and air a miniseries continuation of this movie, featuring nearly all the same actors and actresses. However, instead of being a sequel, the new miniseries would be a prequel, and all the actors and... Oh, sorry. Uh, would be a prequel with the actors and actresses, most of whom were already up a decade too old to play their teenage <laughs> characters back in 2001. Playing even younger versions of the same characters they portrayed in the first movie. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, like I, I told you that before, and then it it does that, and the guy who plays the main character. Yeah, the, the skinny guy, coconut he, head guy. Yeah, he's like yeah. fucking like 50 to 60 pounds heavier. That's so <laughs> You can tell they're all old. The Skylab prop was about one thirteenth of the volume of the real Skylab, but it was a remarkable prop for a one gag on a, in a low-budget movie. That shit's fucking funny, dude. Yeah. During the scene where Beth, Janine Janine Garofalo, was announcing which campers need to put their trunks out for an early bus, Janine Garofalo improvised most of the names. You can hear her call for Ben, or David Ben-Gurion, who was the first Prime Minister of Israel. (laughs) (laughs) Another name she calls out is Rabbi, what was it, Menachem Shearson. Uh, Menachem Mendel Shearson was perhaps the best known for, best was, uh, was, Perhaps the best-known 20th century leader of the, was it, Chabad, Lubavitch, Hassans, a movement within ultra-Orthodox Judaism for many of the other, and for many of the other names she was reading off the camp to Wanda's five-year club plaque. 
What the fuck? Yeah. Of hmm. all things. That's funny. I uh, like it, dude. Improv. Improv, baby. Improv. Just pulling names out of anywhere. <laughs> uh, according to Entertainment Week, according to the Entertainment Weekly article from the July 1st, 2011 issue, Hank Azaria was a camper at Camp Tawanda from age 6 to 15. Janine Garofalo, his co-star from Mystery Man 1999, called him after she saw his name on a bunk plaque. Garofalo would then give him a shout-out during the scene where she ad-libbed all the roll call of the campers using the name Jessica Azaria. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Uh, in July 2015, Entertainment Weekly interview, David Wayne said that said that the ordeal that Victor underwent while trying to get back to camp from leading from leading a canoe trip to make out with Abby was based on an experience he had while he was a camp counselor. Oh, fuck. Quote, I had just turned 16. I was assigned to drive a group of campers to an overnight camping trip and leave the next morning uh, with another camp with another counselor and head back to camp. But I had just met this girl at camp and I was excited to see her. Oh, I was so excited to see her that I decided, no, I'm going to leave them. I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave late at night and race back to camp, even though I barely knew how to drive. So I cranked up the tune. So I cranked up. So I cranked up the tunes, pedaled to the middle and I was driving through the pitch black, winding unpaved roads as fast as I could in hopes to make out with this girl. And about two miles away from the campsite, but still in the middle of the state park, I smashed hard into a tree. <laughs> I lodged the fender deep into the tire, rendering the van utterly undrivable. It was stuck in the middle of the woods. I had no idea how to get back. I could I couldn't see my hand in front of my in front of me, but luckily I did end up wandering back to find the campsite with the kids and the counselor. And they were like, What the hell is wrong with you? After that they initiated a policy that junior counselors weren't allowed to drive vehicles at camp. I eventually did get to make out with a girl. <laughs> That's the important part. That's probably man. one of the funniest scenes in the movie. It is, just dude. Like singing a song and he's like, "Oh shit!" It <laughs> just crashes into a tree. That shit was funny, dude. <laughs> just the fact, though, too. I could see people doing that. Like, fuck, I really want to get back there and make out with that fucking chick, dude. I'm, I'm gonna get late. I'm gonna get late. Yeah. Boys, and then he just fucking wrecks his. This van. may never happen again. <laughs> <laughs> film debut. Film debut of Bradley Cooper. Oh no shit! Yeah, wow! What a, what a first role for him. Fucking... Right. <laughs> <laughs> Willing to do anything. Wow, count it. <laughs> According to co-writer and director David Wayne and co-writer Michael Showalter, rejected titles for the movie include "American Love Bunk," "American Name Tags and Underwear," "American Wedgie," "Ankle Bites," "The Movie," "Associate Professor Newman Goes to Camp," "Big American Love Wedgie." Blue Balls, Boner Camp, Boners and Clits, <laughs> <laughs> Boy Side, Girl Side, Bring a Change of Underwear, Buddy Check, Bug Juice Nineteen or Bug Juice Eighty One, Bunk Bed America, Bunk You, Butt Camp, Cabin Pressure, Cat Campfire, Camp Home Sucks, Camp Masturbate Each Other, <laughs> Counselors and Cancers, The Damp Vagina Camp, Doo Doo, Fresh Grass, General Swim, Going to Third, Hot American Wedgie, Hot Kids Shorts. Hot Wedgie Days, Internment Camp, The Main Squeeze, Morning Wood, Postcards from the Cot, Sex Files, and Videotape of the Kid Masturbating, <laughs> <laughs> Slow Dance Boner, S'more Don't Stop, Suck My Big Hard Camp, Taco Meat Drips and Nipples too. <laughs> Teenage Sex Fills, Tits and Taco Day, Waterfront Blues, Welcome Back Cot, oh, that's a good one, <laughs> Wet Hot Beds, Marguerite Moreau Claims Paul. Or wet hot beds, and Marguerite Moreau claims Paul Rudd was using "Bring a Change of Underwear" as a title for an autobiography. 
<laughs> Bring me a change of underwear. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. The filmmakers have stated that the reason the talent show production of Day by Day was booed as op- is often misunderstood. The audience boos in spite of it being part practically well produced, but it is commonly assumed that uh, it is commonly assumed to be because it ends with the cross being lit up and the camp is mostly Jewish. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking funny. While Coop Michael Showalter is listen is listing for Katie Marguerite Mont- Moreau all the reasons he loves her. One of the things he says is, "I love that sometimes for no reason you're late for shul." Shul is a Yiddish is a Yiddish term that refers sometimes was it uh, that refers to a Jewish house of worship, also known as a synagogue. Ooh shit. That is funny, though. I noticed that. I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I like when he's talking to his parents, and then he's like, well, well, I don't know. Her nose is pretty big. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I do. (laughs) Like, you know what they asked, but yeah, it just doesn't fucking say it directly. I love that. The the theme song for the movie, Show Me the Fire, was an original song written for the movie. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Shouts out. (laughs) Paul Rudd, Elizabeth Banks, Ken Marino, A.D. Miles, and Joe Lou... Truglio appeared in Role Models, also directed by David Wayne. Both films also contained a character named Beth, but include and include the eponymous Kiss song, Beth. Hmm. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Wow. I gotta rewatch Role Models now. <laughs> Love that movie. There was supposed to be a moment during the talent show in which young camper Aaron, Gideon Jacobs, kisses camp counselor Gail, Molly Shannon, after she publicly denies her ex-husband, Ron. However, the crew and Jacobs' parents could tell that he, being only 12 at the time, was very uncomfortable with the action. Uh, so they changed the blocking from him, uh, they changed the blocking to him simply brushing Gail's hair behind her ear. Years later, Jacob stated that several people have told him that this small gesture was one of their favorite moments in the film. <laughs> Which, yeah, I was thinking about that. I'm like, I wonder if they're going to do some fucking weirdo shit yeah. like that. Which I could see why they'd fucking pull that up. Mm-hmm. But that scene is funny where he fucking just pushes her hair behind her ear. <laughs> yeah. The whole time, too, though, like, all those kids were helping her getting yeah. over her husband. This shit's so fucking funny. We were talking about that because I was like, this is fucking funny, dude. <laughs> yeah. She's just sitting there complaining to a bunch of fucking, like, 10-year-olds. And they have <laughs> actually good advice and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a good movie, guys. And you should watch it. It's dumb fun. You don't even have to really pay that much attention. But you should because some of the jokes you will not get. Yeah, you will not get and you'll miss. Because they come, it's like a pretty, joke a minute. Pretty frequently, yeah. yeah. And what, what was the cook's name? Whatever the cook's name was, dude, he fucking cracked me up. Oh yeah. Um, but because he's in other movies or shows, or he's in Law oh, he's and Order. Ha- dude, he's the fucking main character in Happy, and that's yeah, why I liked him so much. I was like, he looks so familiar, and then yeah, turns out he's the main dude in Happy. Christopher Maloney, Gene Maloney. He humps fucking refrigerators or whatever. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's in Law and Order special special victims unit. Oh, that's why he looks familiar. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, Happy was what I knew him from. Mm-hmm. Happy, also another uh, great series. At least the first season was. I never watched the second, but you should watch it. I love that. He's just like, well, I'm going to go fondle my sweaters. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> What'd you like, say? I'm going to make fondue cheddar for dinner tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like the fact that he's like trying to cover up the fact like that he's a weirdo and yeah. then a can of fucking vegetables tells him <laughs> that he should be himself. <laughs> Anyway, guys, be sure you're going and watching it, and be sure you're following us over on Instagram at the underscore ripe underscore potatoes. Make sure you follow our personals over at 
Uh, XChief underscore BeefX. And Comic X Steve. Later. Later. This has been a Bright Potatoes production. <laughs> <laughs>